I welcome everybody um, to this podcast. My name is Falk, Falk Goodman. Um, this is episode 11. And today we talk about the International Polar Year, IPY, and why we need one right now, and not just in 50 years. Um, that has to do with global warming, where you can argue whether the world is burning, but uh, it's certainly getting really hot, and hotter than uh, we had expected, and what the models are predicting. So um, let's talk about what is an IPY and why is it important. The International Polar Year is basically one year devoted to science and research. Um, it's basically a present to the world. Uh, it's uh, for everybody. It's not only for the polar regions. Um, and um, there are some very interesting questions in this. If it's such a gift to the world where people can benefit the science and the information coming out of it, it's meant to be a leap forward, like a big step forward in our society, in our understanding of the world and the polar regions. Um, there's certainly also a question who um, pays for it. But the point I like to make here is that we need progress. We need progress in the sciences, and the IPY is a good tool to get there. So here I'm making the case to have one right away and not just in 50 years, because the polar years, but the polar regions are changing so much. Um, due to man-made climate change. So let me first give you some history of the IPY. Um, the first IPY, International Polar Year, was done 1882 to 83. Um, it was for the first time that a polar focus was done in the sciences. At that time, people hardly knew what the North Pole was or the South Pole, and later the other ice areas, including the Himalayas at the Third Pole. So the polar region um, at that time really was defined as the Arctic, the North Pole, it wasn't really well known. People had almost some funny theories about it. Um, anyway, um, the real output is that science was done. Science was coordinated. It was at that time an uh, Austrian-Hungarian effort um, helped with some Germans and the international community, including some British and other scientists in Europe mostly. Um, so that was the first IPY. Um, it set the stage. Then 50 years later, 1932 and 1933, um, some a new IPY came along that happened to be during the world crisis, world economic, global economic crisis at that time. So it wasn't done uh, as, as much as, as was planned, but it still was a breakthrough. It dealt specifically with issues of telegraphy and radios. At that time, renew. Nobody understood this. Uh, some problems there in the transmission and so on. Um, it was uh really done international um there were um some um observatories set up that was the first time an arctic observatory was set up um so again it's at that time it was a leap forward in our understanding of science it happened to be after the first world world war but before the second world war so that's a very peculiar situation but it was the age of science really an exploration the third international polar year 1957 and 1958 was labeled the International Geophysical Year because it was another breakthrough. In this case, um, it was really after the Second World War, it was meant to be world peace. The real breakthrough in that case was that it resulted into the Antarctic Treaty System, which uh, made the Antarctic basically free of development and it was just an area for science. Um, at that time, again, Cold War, the um, East-West conflict was just there, the capitalist versus communist views. And um, for that reason, um, 
science was used to to bridge these big powers. It was almost seen as a world peace effort, very relevant. So you get the idea that the IPYs are pretty relevant for society. Um, Japan also was on board, besides other nations, of course. Um, and um, the world data centers were set up. So the focus on data became really clear, but it was still a geophysical concept. Uh, plate tectonics were heavily debated still at that time, and so on. You, you get the idea. Um, then a new one came along, 2007 and 2008, basically two-year effort because realized that you cannot. People realized you cannot do it in one season. You really need to do it in two seasons if you want to the northern hemisphere and southern hemisphere uh, combined. Want to understand it? At that time, also the third pole, the third um, ice area came into into being. People recognized it, or also a little bit late. And um, the third ice pole, the third pole, is obviously the Himalaya Hindu Kush region. Um, it really provided a coordinated effort by the International Council for the uh, Science Union (ICSU) and by SCAR, the Antarctic Science Body. Um, and, and it became a really big uh, network of, of projects, the first network project probably that on, of that magnitude really worldwide. So, uh, and it's no surprise that then climate change uh, issues were addressed, but it still had an issue on ice and measurements. Traditional focus always was on ice and measurements, like geophysical effort a lot. Um, and the 2007-2008 um, IPY, the fourth one, had the emphasis actually now for the first time ever that humans also get involved. Um, like the human concept, the sociology of, of, of studying humans and even anthropological things and so on. So that's the first time that really um, it was moved more um, into the applied sciences and away from the physical ones and just purely chemical ones. So anyway, you get the idea. A different emphasis was, was put in the last IPY. And so according to this, um, the next IPY would be in 2060 or something, or 50 perhaps a little bit. Um, there's no real plan. Uh, so far, the IPY didn't have really conservation on the agenda, which is surprising to me. And it, the same is true for sustainability. Um, such factors have really not been addressed uh, in either of these sciences. And that, that makes science really conservative, not dealing with the real issues of humans and how humans can live on this planet. Um, so the question then is, what will be the next IPY and what will be the big question because we're living in a modern world? It's pretty clear that Asia will play a role in the three poles, Arctic, Antarctic, and uh, Hindu Kush Himalaya anyways. And with that, we are need to, we will include, or should be include, of course, um, China and India, where over 2 billion people are living. And you might even include countries like Bangladesh and Vietnam that are very far from the um, uh, polar regions, but that are directly affected by, let's say, sea level rise and uh, ocean acidification and so on. You should also probably include then, of course, uh, the Tibetan Autonomous Region, the Tibetan Plateau, perhaps Mongolia, um, and um, many of the minority issues and indigenous people there. So um, the question obviously also then is, what is an IPY outlet? Traditionally, it has been a publication. Um, the idea of putting things in writing. But already in the 50s, it started to focus more on data. And certainly in the year 2000, um, we are focusing entirely on the internet. So the internet needs to be there. And, and that outlet with internet might not be a publication anymore, peer-reviewed, but it might be a podcast or, um, I don't know, um, any of these modern outlets, including a Facebook site or a Twitter account or something. Um, that's a good question. Um, in earlier times, people published books from the IPY. I've uh, participated in one of those books uh, and devoted it to IPY. Um, so that's something that needs to be really considered in the future and planned and designed accordingly. Um, 
uh, it's also pretty clear if mankind plays a role in the polar region, and we all know that the polar region are of major uh, relevance for mankind and for well-being and for currents and ocean currents and farming and food security, warfare and so on. Uh, climate change is obviously the main topic, and that's why I call uh, the IPY to be done uh, soon, the earlier the better. Um, it will soon, one way or another, then also uh, deal with the distribution of wealth, specifically poverty. Um, we cannot get around this. We cannot be polar scientists and ignore poverty. You will see easily poverty issues in any of the Arctic regions. Um, there are many, many issues there. And also how poverty is affected worldwide through the polar regions. Um, that includes temperature, that includes uh, climate refugees and so on. Um, traditionally, IPY has been strong in technology. I think technology is still there. It will not go away and we will deal with it. The question is, um, what type of industry, what type of research do we want to be done? What type of a global society do we want that includes technology questions, um, distribution of wealth, um, the economy, climate change, and so on. So the idea obviously always has been that IPY would be more of an unbiased, um, international, systematic, and efficient science effort and helping society. That was the mindset. And I think there's nothing really wrong in it if, if we can get to that and have an open discussion how such an um, objective, unbiased science is to be done. And... Um, the point actually is comes to from another angle because there's so much decay going on globally, uh, including warfare and uh, habitat decay and so on. Uh, climate change is the biggest driver for the polar regions, of course. Um, if it's not done now, then we will be sooner or later dead in the water, literally, and and because of climate change and sea level rise. So you need to understand that that these IPYs can trigger knowledge and subsequent policy changes in a good way. And that's where I would like to go with it. It's meant to be constructive here. Um, I think the IPY is, is a great tool to get us there. And um, just ignoring the IPY or not doing one or taking it off the agenda uh, is probably not a good idea. Uh, in my view, in the moment, um, people either haven't thought about it or they try to avoid it because they try to stick with the tradition of 50-year IPY. I think we have an unprecedented case and, and, and opportunity to do IPY, an urgent emergency IPY now, because these polar regions are changing so much. They are really changing dramatically. I mean, they're melting away the polar regions. And that's man-made climate change um, as a major cause. So I think IPY is, is uniquely suited to tackle this, this issue and to, to, to deal with this in a better way. And um, I propose the IPY will be done very soon, whatever is feasible in the next couple of years to get it done, um, not just in 2050 or 2060 somewhere. Um, I propose much earlier, perhaps in the next three, four years, whatever can be put together and people then uh, have to get busy and, 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 and get active on, on this topic. So anyway, I'm throwing it out there. Uh, I've seen, uh, I think the University of the Arctic has done a little bit of, of a move towards this push, but I haven't seen anything coming from it. And I think it's just a small movement so far. So I think IPY needs more. It needs to be much more, more, more action and needs to be much more pushed. And I hope for the betterment of the world, <laughs> of the earth, of mankind, if that really works. And um, we take it from there. But that's just my uh, call for action here to the International Polar Year to do science and to do good science and conservation science and sustainable science to uh, really make it better because currently um, we are far on the other side um, and it gets worse. So that would be my argument towards an IPY and we need one urgent.
Thanks so much. Goodbye.